following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always, having lost all his money by starting a violently aggressive sandwich shop, it's James. Where does the sandwich shop come into it? The man in the last episode who opened that sandwich shop that was like, you can't have a turkey sandwich, you're having prawns. Oh yeah, all oh, right. So we're going back. Oh, because uh, I was thinking it would be the last last oh, order. That was one. the last was like, one you've done. That. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is ruined. And in a change <laughs> to what we normally do, we have some smashing guests. You might recognise their voices from the lovely Monorants the Boys, or more recently from the equally spiffing Monorants at the Movies. All the way from over the sea, it's Mono and Kira. Hello. Hello. Hey. hey. But Plenty's on holiday and not listening, so nobody's going to recognise our voice. <laughs> Uh, apparently he's back today and was like, I can I can make it. And I was like, no, it's fine. You, you it's have, too good for you. You have, yeah. <laughs> you <are. laughs> uh, if you want to keep in touch and up to date with the upcoming film choices and that, follow us on Twitter at Hallmark Great, all one word, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness. Or if you are on the run for looking up ladies' skirts and the only thing that will clear your name is recommending a film to us, you can at hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com. Oh, what a week. What a film we've picked this week. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what I exactly witnessed. Twice? Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I, still confused. I'm, I'm not sure if I've witnessed a death or not. Um, and I really oh, yeah. want to get that straight because that will affect my rating of the film. There is a big basis of death moment in it, I think, that we, we witness and then they just cut away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, what else has everybody been doing? I'm joking. <sighs> Not not murdering people. <laughs> I mean, if, if so, this is the darkest film we've ever watched. I mean, it's no, like... I watched Deadpool two yesterday, and one of the stunt women died in that. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it fell off a motorbike or something. Uh, it happens a lot. It's, you know, it's it's. I guess the curse of the job. Like, it's, I just get visions of that man from the fast show. Set myself on I, fire and yeah, jump out the I window. Was thinking that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess as much as everything can go right, everything can go wrong. But yeah, from what no, I read I mean, about this, I was like, if if somebody dies, do you still use the footage though? Because that's the moral quandary I'm in now. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then. I mean, I wouldn't personally. Apparently, you do. Yeah, you just like change the ending. Which show, show the man? Um, oh no, I knew terrified. that. But did they yeah. use the shot? Then? Yeah, yeah. yeah they I think do. the oh, bit shit. where. Right at the beginning, where your man falls off the cliff, I genuinely think With that's. The, I think I think that's yeah. the bit. ten seconds before. And he's like, "All right, use it, use it." Um, <laughs> I I read that bit of trivia, it, and then when we sat down to watch it the second time, and I watched that bit, I was like, "Geez, that stunt man must have taken a hard fall." Yeah. <laughs> the, the hardest fall, some would say. Oh yeah. Um, I could. Wh- yep. Whoops. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, talking about. Nineteen eighty two's The Sword and the Sorcerer. Based on the cover alone, this is the sort of thing I would have hired out. Oh, definitely. Because it has all the beats for me. Evil wizard, dude with no top on, last being mauled by a snake. So it's yeah, it's a strange video shop that you used to frequent. <laughs> it lo- sounds like something that would be spray painted on the side of a van. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
but James, uh, let's fire up the synopsis machine. Can it be? Yes, it's the turbo event engine of Lombardy. Um, <laughs> why not Lombardy? Um, it's powered by our esteemed listeners, um, and it has come up with this. The Sword and the Sorcerer in 1982. Eva Sword is a rural Tupperware saleswoman who finds herself having to slake the thirst of the king, or else she will lose her memory. The plot thickens when Eva becomes acquainted with Keith Sorcerer, an imbecile who's involved in a local panto. A crisis ensues when people start eating each other, and the couple are forced to come all chummy. Will they reach for the same croissant at a local cafe, and their heads bang together at the lips? Yes, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's not wholly dissimilar from what I we watched. Know. I think that might have been a better film. Sorcerer, a local imbecile, is. <laughs> I want that on my tombstone. Yeah, a local imbecile. Like he didn't try very hard. Um, the actual synopsis for this. Uh, film, a mercenary with a three-bladed sword rediscovers his royal heritage's dangerous future when he is recruited to help a princess foil the designs of a brutal tyrant and a powerful sorcerer in conquering a land. <laughs> just a land. <laughs> I'll take one land, please. <laughs> uh, just one land. Uh, this is wild. Yeah. This uh, whiffs of, sort of Beastmaster and Deathstalker and, like, I can't think of a, a film we've had that I can think of, apart from like Willow, maybe that has that that sword and sorcery thing in it that this mm. that this does. Re- it just seems to have fallen out of style. It's um, new territory for us. Yeah, because it's normally post-apocalyptic as opposed to whatever the hell this is. <laughs> uh, let's pile into this clown car and <laughs> drive it off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> uh, we open. With a load with of a men different on a... film. It would be nice. Um... <laughs> well, no, the opening is from a different film. Look at the tone. It's, it's terrifying compared to the entire rest of the film. The Well of Souls thing is yeah. genuinely upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what has he got against the witch that just raised him from the dead? I think that was just to prove a point. Um, that she <laughs> went in for some acting, though. She was she doing did it for big all acting. Of them. Um, I just so like it... her genuine surprise at the fact that it worked. <laughs> so yeah we're on the beach at um the crag of dave i don't know what it was in a far off land a voiceover though that was supposed to be oliver reed but he turned up drunk apparently let's just get somebody else to do it (laughs) on top of that he also like hurled abuse at everybody on the set (laughs) which in hindsight was just it was a bit of a fuck it we'll do it live (laughs) I meant Oliver Reed pissed narrating this film live with no script. <laughs> Just see what, say what you see. Okay. Um, they open up into this cave, and inside is this tomb. Um, the witch does some hurry up, witch, or whatever he says. Just everyone's just, uh, and then they raise up out of this sort of primordial ooze. This pretty sort of cool looking demon king thing I thought it was anyway. He looks like yeah. an early Buffy vampire. It does, yeah. I put that. Uh, Zhuzha of Dalos. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in a lot of Heinz baked beans. Um... Dallas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's been raised by King. No, Titus. 
Uh, Titus yeah, Cromwell. Cromwell. Oliver King Cromwell, of, King of yeah. Aragon. That's, I'm sure that's trademarked. So. Before he made any actions just with his name alone, we were all right with hating him as the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's reasons for that, though, isn't there? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. So he wants Dallas to help him destroy King Richard's army because King Richard is the richest king in the king's group on it's, Snapchat. It's a rich land and he will take one of them. Take one land. <laughs> Just one land. <laughs> uh, Dallas says, alright, what do I get? And then Cromwell goes... I bet you can't even do anything, you big fanny. <laughs> and then he just goes, you know that witch? Watch me just do a murder on her with my spooky uh, witch fingers. It's fucking salad fingers. It was. I was like, rusty spoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he throws her into a wall and then like explodes her heart and catches it. And I thought, that was fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that same effect was used in Red Dwarf. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, with the, the hollow heart, virus. The heart uh, coming out was yeah. very Red Dwarfy. He's just yeah. flipples. Uh, <laughs> but the bit when they were raising him up all the wall around it was made of like faces yeah dope. and then as they were raising him up they all became like alive and all bleeding and that, that oh here we go this could be quite good this yeah that yeah. crypt of souls it was designed by the chodo brothers i'm sure we've come across that before i think they might have done some of the props for aftermath you know the ones that actually look good oh okay yeah to so, get around then got form. Uh, meanwhile, um, the dude who's come out of the crypt, Zuza, uh, the contact wear lenses that he was wearing reacted poorly to the muck that he was rising out of, and they ended up fusing to his eyes. No, thank uh, you. He, he had to go to hospital to get the lenses surgically removed, and he was out of commission uh, for some of the sequences later on, according to the DVD commentary, which is why he doesn't show up nearly as much, I think. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, I'll be I... back in Act 5, bye. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw that bit of trivia as well, that I was like, oh, that's why he's barely in the film then. Yeah, because <laughs> you've got a big demon lord, and he does this bit, and he has a fight at the end, and that's about it for him. And I was like... Well, isn't there, like, one scene that follows this, and then they cut back to him being killed off by... T- yeah, by the... <laughs> Somebody goes to visit him and he's got more of them hissy witches. Oh, that's later. That's when we find out he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just. And then nothing till the end. Yeah. Why do you need to like converse with him through witches? Uh, I don't understand that. Listen, witches have got to get, you know, they've got a job to, you know, they've got bills to pay. (laughs) Witches got a witch. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Okay. But then it cuts to um, Lord Richard, King Richard. Uh, looking sad under a tree with his Doctor Zayas beard. With I was gonna with a beard. But don't don't talk too loud. Your beard will fall off. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the middle of a celebration. Did anyone get what the festival was? Oh fuck knows. No. <laughs> the kingdom of Aden. The kingdom of Aden was celebrating twenty years of peace and tranquility, which is a festival of attempts long. at fate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-one years. No point in having that banner out next year, is there? <laughs> so, yeah. Um. King Richard's like, oh, maybe I'm just sad because I'm too good at being a king. I was like, all right, oh, you die. <laughs> and then he sort of wanders off and it cuts back to Cromwell. We get more more narration. Again, the narrator seems to get bored as well and wanders off for a pint and then comes <laughs> back for the all end. All adjectives, like 30 seconds in. Uh, yeah, Cromwell plans to kill Zhuzha after he's weak from stabbing him. Um <laughs> Because he conjures up some sort of thing that kills the army of this place. Wherever they went, death and pestilence followed. 
That's what he says, didn't write her. Oliver Reed. Not Oliver Reed. Uh, is is Dallas supposed to have caused the death and pestilence? I don't think say like, that. No, uh, but like Cromwell's got an army. Well, he's got like four dudes he's always hanging around with. And Dallas. So I'm assuming Dallas just goes salad fingers at him. <laughs> they all die. Let's have a sandwich. I don't I don't fully understand. But he killed he goes through all the other areas to get to the land? One land? I don't know. Is it the last land? Could be. They said it was like 3,000 leagues away, which is like 3,000 miles, so it's proper far away. No. You don't measure land in leagues. That's for water. Well, I don't. I measure Oh, it again, yeah. It's a bus spooky stop. land. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's like, there's only um, Richard's army to beat now, uh, and we've got yeah. five lads and a thingy. Right, Dallas, come over here. And Dallas is like, I am fucked. Seriously, <laughs> lads, you could put a shift in. And he's like, no, I'll tell you what, stab! (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't check, like, he's dead. He just stabs him, and Dallas is like, fuck this for a lark. Throws himself off a cliff, and we all assume he's dead. Now... I don't know whether you want to save this for James Fax, but uh... no, no, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna cover it as part of this and then move on. Yeah. Uh, so the stuntman at this point was called Jack Tyree, and he was killed when he jumped off and missed his airbags by, I read somewhere, sixty centimeters. Um, when asked if it was ever fully determined what went wrong with the stunt, uh, the director says that Tyree had initially misled him by stating that he had previously jumped from that location and adds in addition, this is on IMDb, that he was a babe in the woods on the first film that he ever did and uh, his lawyer adds that he was somewhere else shooting a different scene at the time. What? Uh, so, so blame blame the guy who died. I was too green to know anything about it, and I was also over there. And I wasn't the lawyer, there as well. The lawyer was like, no, 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 and he was over there. But that's it. Start start by blaming the dead guy. Yeah, sixty Classy. centimeters seems like he was aiming for a very small paddling pool of airbags. Like, like I know it's time. Like sixty centimeters is like because I've I just seen imagine... the things that stuntmen jump into, and they're huge, bouncy castles. I've just got structure. like a well, target kind of thing on the ground. But yeah. I don't think it matters how big the crash mat is if you land sixty centimeters off it. Yeah, but <laughs> like, like to be fair, we didn't see how high the cliff was. Like he could have like sailed over breezy. it. There could have been a crosswind. Yeah, <laughs> and that robe flapping in the breeze, he's going to blow off course, isn't it? It's it's bewildering that, but we're all sitting here now going, did we just watch a man die? You don't see him hit the ground, but you no, see him yeah. flail towards the ground. And I can guarantee you no one else is doing that. No other stuntman's like, well, I- I'll aim 60 centimetres the other way. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that's that's Dallas. Don't worry about him. You'll so see him again. fatality down. <laughs> we carry on to the siege of the city. Uh, so the king's son is dragged in at this point, and he's dead of not having enough leeches because that's all they prescribe. Uh, he's oh, got... I think they meant leech as in the old medical term for a doctor. Yeah, I didn't oh, think okay. they were going to put yeah. more leeches on him. Yeah, blood. he was like losing a lot of blood at that point. It was yeah, try and put some back in. It's either that, or he had a fight with an ice cream van, and he sprayed him with that red sauce. <laughs> <stuff like that. laughs> oh, it is so sticky. That's how you get out. <laughs> Yeah, but that was so. That was one of King Richard's sons. He, his wife comes in and he's like, "Get the other children and get in a boat and go away. Me, I'm going to go and fight him. And also, this lad here, who is also my son, is going to hang around, like just getting in the way a lot. Yeah, go follow your mother, but not too quickly. Also, here's this three-bladed sword that is the most pointless fucking sword. Unless you're cutting hot dogs up, there's no reason for it. <laughs> Technically, it's got four blades. 
Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, well, that's yes. true. <laughs> that's getting ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's rocket powered duvet. It's so he goes out to fight him. He loses, right? He gets murdered. He goes to like uh, another guy's like, don't go and avenge him today. Do it later because otherwise this film will be over and we could have got something proper. At, at out. this point, I, I got a bit angry because when I read this, uh, the summary for the film, it was like Talon, a mercenary. And I was like, cool. And then this guy calls him Talon. And I was like, oh, that's not his mercenary name. Does no, this was, king name. He, was, he named name. his child Talon. Yeah, he's got other ones. He's got it's webbed a foot. Part. They might as well yeah. call him Beak. You know, he's other children. Webbed foot, uh, <laughs> Trotter. You know, just yeah. So like, he dies. Um, Talon, young Talon, is riding around on this horse for some reason. He gets lamped off it by some guy. Like clothes lines him off this. Uh, yeah, they have a bit of a fight. He fires one of the blades at him. Oh yeah, on a string. Fire it like a oh, yeah. surface to air missile. The two extraneous blades act as sort of fucking howitzers like it's the weirdest thing so he stabs this one automatic reload did they reload <laughs> yeah just out of nowhere as well no you got, he you fired got to supply one. your own blades though he fires and when one, he turns two. around to fire the second one to fire the second one the other one is back on the other side of the blade oh, i mean don't worry that's just continuity that's not <laughs> <laughs> Well, speak, speaking of continuity... He fires it at your man's face, but it impales him in the back of the head. Did, did anybody else catch that? <laughs> I t- no, but I did like the fact that it was brutal. This. like There was some good killing in it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so he stabs the two of those, and then... I'm assuming that's the embarrassing bit, though, isn't it? You've got to go and like get the blade back out, clip it back on, <laughs> pump it up like a fucking super soaker. <laughs> like it's, it's an effort. Um, he manages to get away. He sees his mum and sister being captured by Cromwell. Cromwell, Cromwell drags the sister, or one of the henchmen drags the sister away, uh, and says to his mum, "Like, swear me in as king, and I'll spare you." She stabs him. Like, it's a lot of stabbing. Like, but never in the heart. Always just, like, in the shoulder. Like, go for the heart. Uh, so he murders her in front of Talon, who then goes, no, rides off. And then we get, what was it? A decade of violence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, yeah, then we get, everything went to shit in the kingdom. Because Cromwell's, it's basically like Lion King, isn't it? Like, everything just goes rubbish. Um, while Talon goes off to sea and becomes... Like, what was it? A soldier, a mercenary, a, a general, general, a lover. He can be master champion. He can balance tires. A slave, a rogue, a buccaneer, a general, all at once. You can't be all those things That's at once. Too much multiclassing that in D and D. You you'd just be rubbish. It's <laughs> when was he a slave? <laughs> This has a sequel, this film, that came out in 2010. <laughs> I think it's probably wrapped up 50 other jobs I wrote it in down. that time. It's... He's probably now a stockbroker, a lion herder, a <laughs> escrow salesman. No, he's into NFTs. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talons. The T stands for Talons. But and so we cut to the village or wherever this place is, this city, and there's a rebellion afoot. Yeah? No? Yeah, I think so, apparently. I think they're supposed to be back in the same city, but they just happen to walk into the convenient tavern with the really chatty barkeep. He's like, hi, I want to tell you some really secretive shit. (laughs) Oh, is that when he kicks the... He kicks the fuck out of Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grandpa Joe's just like some harmless drunk guy who's like, hey, yeah. you know. And he fucking face checks him with the He bar. matches him off that table. 
Oh, he just too- slides onto the floor into a graceless heap. He's just murdered a man. Oh, we, 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 we missed uh, Dallas popping back up for a hot second as well. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a random guy. I'm not dead. Oh. Yeah, who was that guy? <laughs> who the fuck was he? Just some He's random like, guy. I've been summoned. He comes in and all these witches are witching about. And he says, <laughs> get out the way, witches. I need to speak to the big guy. And then he says, something's happened. And Dallas goes, all right, cheers. Uh, the for the, the the final battle is upon us or something. Yeah, he's going to take revenge on Cromwell, on Cromwell's wife, on Cromwell's kingdom, on Cromwell's dog, on his Netflix account. <laughs> he's going to fuck up his algorithm. Ah, oh, mate, he's going to put an ABBA on his Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> it's but then he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even attack Cromwell. He attacks fucking Talon when he appears. Because he's he turns out he's fucking Johnny Ramone, isn't he? That was the <laughs> that was the big reveal. Um, I don't even know who that was. Count Mac- McKelly, was it? I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, McKelly, I think. I don't. It's, everyone it's like in this. Wanted, it's, it's like, like you wanted to say Machiavelli, but you just like forgot what the name was. So it's everyone like in this film has the same so. haircut and a beard, and it's filmed <laughs> at night. And everyone's got a blanket on. Yeah, and, and yeah, everyone's like. Squinting, I watch it because the this I watched the first one on YouTube, which is unwatchable. Like it's so lo-fi, and then I found another copy of it, which is slightly better, but it's still so dark. Like pay yeah, a lighting it... guy to come in and do some light. <laughs> it can be filmed at night, but I want to see what's happening because. Uh. So yeah, there's this rebellion thing going on. Um, Talon and his men, because he's now like the head of a gang of mercenaries, have shown up to go and help another king. I was, how many kings are there? That can't. Uh, I mean, the, they, the rogues, uh, they've been waylaid on their way to assist another king. Isn't that, yeah, Talon wants yeah. to stop in, and the rest of his guys are like, no, we've got to go help this king. And he's and like, he's shut like, up, um, we're going here. Yeah. I've written it down as King Lambosha of Matalan, but I'm not certain <laughs> that it's that one. <laughs> uh, so, Talon yeah, they... wants to go dip his wick, so he's like, hey, look, a port. He, he, everyone's so hardy in this film. But it's weirdly not a sexy film. I was like, because of... it was described as being lusty. Yeah, that... and you were you were you worried about the grammatical correctness of lusty. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. Uh, yeah, but I was kind of happy that we didn't get any of that until we got fucking loads of it all at once. Yeah, one scene towards the end, it's just, oh, just, just take everywhere. all the boobs into it now. <laughs> Oh, I meant shit. to text you on WhatsApp, like, I'm an hour into this and I think it's turned into a porno. And I've got no idea who I sent that to because I looked through my messages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like they're, they're running through just Castle Anthrax or something. It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they arrive at this tavern. He murders Grandpa Joe straight out the gate. <laughs> the, 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 the landlord, the innkeeper, is brilliant because he's like, oh, he's proper Renaissance fair, isn't he? Welcome, oh, kind strangers. Yeah. With the Australian accent. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's a melting pot is um, the one city. The land. The land. The, land, the one land. Um, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go and have a sit down and a drink. Um, previously to this, there's been a meeting of the rebels um, because, see, what was the guy called? Like, who's her brother? Lord Micah. 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 Yeah. Yeah. For, for Micah. He gets <laughs> Micah. captured. <laughs> He gets captured because someone betrays him, but yeah, I don't the know. McKelly betrays him. Oh, was it like okay. five minutes before the Chancellor's yeah. like, "You'll be king tomorrow," and then oh. the yeah. he gets captured, and he's like, "Oh, such a betrayal!" Yeah, um, fucking right. fucking-headed Wendy's going around playing all sides of it. Yeah, that's right. McKelly slash uh, Joey Ramone. Ramon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the one that was off speaking to old Snaky Face. 
Is it? Is it? I don't know because he that was wearing make... a helmet. No, he He's can't just... be. No, he can't be the one who snuck off to speak to us, Snakey because Face, he... because spoilers for the end of the film. But maybe yeah, because he is, is Snakey Face. <laughs> yeah. Was it was girl? just some random guy, Malcolm. I don't know, guy. he's just some guy. There's a lot of just random see people in this who you never see again. Like So many. Like, I'm looking just at the there. cast list here now, and I'm going, who the fuck is Darius? <laughs> Why did you get a name? No, uh, Darius, yeah, I think, is the guy who complains that they're not going to help the King of Matalan. Oh, for And God then shows, shows up much later on when Captain Morgan comes into it. Oh, Captain Morgan is a hero, yeah. Um... <laughs> So yeah, he's been betrayed. Formica has been captured and sent to the castle. Princess Alana, who is his sister, but they do some very close hugging, which they I do. thought was a bit inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, there was some weird tension in that room. There was a bit there of was like some blue lagoon from like... squeezing going on there, and I was yeah. like, mm, the one land is a sexy place. <laughs> she manages to escape. She gets to this inn, speaks to Talon, and he's like, "I need you to get my brother out of prison." Well, she gets um, she gets chased, doesn't she? Is that before oh, or after this? No, she gets yeah, she gets chased. Yeah, she gets the chased. briefest of brief chase scenes, and then Mate, immediately a, into a cul-de-sac. They've not built a full set. They've got like, <laughs> yeah, it's a cul-de-sac made out of doors, but none of them work. <laughs> yeah, she gets, and one of the guards is like, right, let's do a sexual assault. Without oh, the, actually saying the anything. The rapey ventriloquist, as I've called him. Oh, mate, there was so much ADR on that. It was brilliant. <laughs> his, his mouth moves twice and he has about 12 lines of dialogue. I'm, I'm going to imagine... Just teeth. It's just teeth the whole time. I'm going to imagine it was Oliver Reed doing the ADR. For that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, I'm going to show you my dagger now, wink. And I'm like, he means his cock. Like, it's not subtle. Uh, he gets two other guys to hold her down, and there's like a bit. I was like, oh, well, we don't get this. Uh, Talon casually comes around the corner with a giant fucking turkey leg or something. It's a bugalow leg. It's some, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, proceeds, to, proceeds to say that the rapist has got a small cock. Uh, beats the no, fuck no, out no. of everyone. He does, he does very much insult his ego, though, with that's not much of a threat. Yeah. It's a very, know, small threat. It's a very that's a pretty small cool thing. sort of leading on a wall, eating your giant. But that's such a tone leg. shift, though, because it's like quite serious and perilly, and she's like clearly distressed, and he's just there leaning up against the wall with the turkey leg. Yeah. And he can throw around quick, <laughs> and then there's like weird orchestral shifts. Yeah, there's it's like, a kind of sexy music. There's like, like three toe chips on? in about 40 seconds. It's like rape, rape scene, slapstick violence, and then attempted romance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a breakneck pace. you got to keep up with it. <laughs> so he, yeah, he beats the fuck out of these two guys. One of them runs off. He goes... Into a wall. Yeah. Again, Pratt falls. It would have been better Pratt, if Pratt. we left like a, an outline of a, a shape as he yeah. ran through it, but it wasn't far off. They go to this inn, and she's like, I need you to help get my brother out of prison. Uh, and then we get like this, I, I assume they think pithy dialogue. Uh, what is it? You're a mercenary. You you risk your life all the time. And he's like, I don't risk it unnecessarily and all this shite. Uh, she's like, 200 gold pieces. And he's like, no, uh, I want to have a go on your fronties. And she's like, <laughs> 500 gold pieces. And he's like, did you not hear what I just said? And she's like, ah, go on then. But only once. And he's like, sweet, right? I'll see you later. That's it. Like, it's, it's such a... That's the way. How is he feeding himself if he's just getting paid in sex? Like wherever he goes, 
It doesn't make any sense to me. And then she gives him a whole bunch well, more jobs well, to go and rescue she's... all the other guys who got caught. And yeah. he's like, give me more money. And she's like, I'm already paying you a thousand times over. He's and also she... a prick to this man who, well, actually, the man who runs the place is called Krakus, which I don't think you can say anymore. And um... <laughs> Yeah, Jacob Scream. And he like he says he says something about um, why have you brought me this? I want beef. And he's like, well, you've not ordered beef. And then the other woman's like, can you call off the rebellion? And he's like, sure, I'll do that as well, shall I? God, uh, don't weird, get the beef. Call off the rebellion. It never ends when you caracas. <laughs> well, you, when he says about the beef, the other guy's like, oh, I'll get the whole cow, will I? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be snippy, fucking go for it, mate. It's because I missed again. Lots of this just seems to skip massively forward. Then... Yeah, there's the Red Dragon Archers, the, so the as... famous Red Dragon Archers have trapped some rebels in a cave. Yeah, always hanging about in caves. I think it's the same cave where Snakeface lives, actually, because it's one of the three locations they managed to scout. <laughs> but he comes then, along. Yeah. Like, he, he goes, he goes out saying, I can't wait to bed you, wench. And I'm like, could you not? Could you <laughs> it's, not? It's just, yeah. it's just not, not good. <laughs> So he gets to this cave. There's like 12 oiks in this cave. And they're like, oh, we're trapped because the red archers, red dragon archers are so good. All right, whatever. Everyone, everyone knows that. I mean. Uh, the red They tip dragons. a lot of oil on them, which seems like a very non-archery thing to do, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and he's like, you've got 15 seconds to comply. Talon, seeing this, decides to set them on fire instead because there's some oil hanging about. Like it so was so hard to see all the way down because it, it the fire spreads in a line, so he must have gone all the way down the line. See, tea, <laughs> <Like> that <laughs> behind it's us, just, it's just water. <laughs> oh, I am just uh, you standing on my crops. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it it makes no fucking sense. There is a good bit where he's like, um, "Draw your things," and all the fire passes up the uh, up the yeah. arrows. That was quite good. But then everyone just catches fire. Two guys run around on fire with their capes on, which I thought was fucking brilliant. I love a man on fire in a film. Oh, like, he doesn't. Yeah, because you know, in you know, like someone's had to go. All right, yeah, I'll do it. It's better than jumping off shit, I guess. <laughs> what? Oh, the fire extinguisher's full of fucking springy snakes. God, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> but uh, he burns all them. The the thingies escape, and they're like, "We'll show you the secret entrance to the dungeon." Yeah, yeah it's just a, this gate here. Pipe. Yeah, yeah. It's for security's sake. It's got a grate that can be bypassed only by lifting it up. It requires two people to lift it, though, so no solo adventuring in there. <laughs> they all like, pile in. Well. Yeah, they're like, well, we'll take you to the gate. We're only going to take you to the gate. And then they all just go in. Yeah, well, you know, we've come this far, innit? <laughs> so they all pile in. Uh, and then an old man is there. And he's like, oh, fucking James oh, Brown. Spike Milligan. The, the architect dude. Is that who he was? I don't know who he was because he's just like, can't go on. Ah, yeah. yeah oh, Dev no. Devereaux. Is he another named character? Yeah, Devereaux. I think he's the the princess's attendant guy who was like, oh, do you want the whole cow? I think. Right. I okay. could be wrong. I don't know. Again, I... it's so dark and everyone looks the same. It's difficult to tell. <laughs> if they'd have worn badges with their names on it or letters or something, that would have helped me out tremendously. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Cromwell's up, up there somewhere. Um, ravaging uh, Princess Alana who's been captured at this point because I, I hate to break it to you but there's a huge turnover in this prison as people are released and then recaptured and I've got no idea what's going oh, on. Oh no, it can't be the old man with the cow because he goes, run princess! And then gets jabbed in the throat when they oh, when right. they capture her in the inn. 
Was it the innkeeper then who was recruiting people? Not subtly. It doesn't matter. Like literally, none of these people. It's just some of the mercenaries. It's just an old mercenary. He's like, one more job, just one more job, and then I can retire. retire. It was two days from retirement. (laughs) But yeah, he he has a like a panic attack or something, and another one of the mercenaries sits down with him, and then eight rats attack them. I and that's think, enough. I think they were evil rats, you know, because one of them jumps directly at the screen with his teeth. I head. know, I that know. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah. That I, was I, good. Stock footage that from another film. Guarantee. <laughs> there is it. a lot of stock footage in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was good. I like that. Rats attacking people. Great. Uh, how does he solve it? He sets everything on fire and walks away. The talon approach Your response to fucking to everything. everything. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Cromwell, he's. Uh, he's so he says that he's going to kill her brother if she doesn't agree to be his queen. Yeah, because um, then, then that would legitimise yeah. him as the actual king somehow. But she boops him in the balls. That's her, that's her one secret karate technique that she knows. <laughs> Everybody's got a thing, haven't they? Yeah. I don't know you. It's also <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> paranoid about uh, Juja of Dalos as well, who... He stabbed and then sent a stuntman to his death over. But now he's convinced he's going to come back and deck him. Yep. Um, uh, so he sees that in everyone. So he's like, well, uh, Prince Micah, who's down in the dungeon, having cruel and unusual things done to him, he must be sent by Juja of Dalos then. Yeah, because what? Yeah. He must be. Yeah. That does, guy does I killed. But he doesn't find her um, complete another turn of emotion in any way suspect because she goes from <laughs> fuck you to oh yeah do me baby like that yeah. like literally like white girl trying to get a free drink <laughs> that, um, that was part of her plan was to like yeah, arouse but... him and then punch him in the heart dick. Like... <laughs> yeah right in the cock yeah uh, right in the tip of it oh he's uh, <laughs> got a little crown uh... <laughs> But he's so paranoid about everybody. Does he not think that that's a little bit, you know, suspect? Or has he finally been convinced that the beard has won? No, all women do that. It's fine. To be fair, Cromwell... (laughs) That's a standard response for him. (laughs) Uh, So we we cut to um, Sloth from the Goonies torturing Micah. Actually, bust a blood vessel. That was better, but whatever. Um, and they've chained him up, and they're burning him with something, and they've put more strawberry jam on him. Uh, probably because there's ants, or those rats were going to come in and nibble him. Uh, Cromwell's there as well, and a blonde lady. Oh, that's his mistress who's been helping out the rebellion. Elizabeth. Yeah. Or does she just decide to help out the rebellion? No, that's in the meeting at the start when they're taught they have like the schematics for the prison and she's like, Oh yeah, your what your man's side piece uh is sympathetic to our cause. And it was like a suspicious amount of people who work in the castle are aware of the rebellion <laughs> and providing details of it. What's the betting process to work at this castle? Because like not be dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Not be in the dungeon? Yeah, not be in the dungeon and you can't be a sorcerer. Yeah. After that, you're golden. Yeah. So, right. Does yeah, she... she... She rocks up with a fucking charcuterie board. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you'd be hungry after all that torturing. Yeah. And also, why are you doing all the jobs in this castle? Because <laughs> there's no one trust else anyone else to do it. Everyone else is off plotting rebellions. Like, well, yeah, well, war is war. Well, is, he's, like... he's supervising at this point of the torture. He likes it. Yeah, he's got a bit of a clue going on. Yeah. It's to help the swelling from upstairs. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Um, but then, like, he wanders off, and then does she come back in and free him? 
Yeah, I think her talent comes in at this point. He yeah, as, as he's wandering off, he says to a guard who's wandering in, kill everybody inside. No, no, no. A guard comes running in and goes, oh, all the prisoners have been released and we don't know who did it. And he leaves and he's like, kill everybody in the room. Oh, did we skip a bit where Talon releases the prisoners? Yeah, because they're all like, what are you doing here? And they're like, shut up, get out. Okay, because that happens twice, though. Like, it yeah. happens so many times. There's a a revolving door policy in this prison. <laughs> Promise you'll come back, yeah. It's <laughs> time freeze, freeze uh, Prince Micah, for Micah, and he says, uh, oh, I owe you. And he says, nope, your sister owes me. No, 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 owes no, no, what? we got it wrong, because the bit with the rats... I think is when they go back in to get Talon after he's captured. No, the rats is what they're oh, going okay. in first time, I think. Really? Oh, the it's prison the is so cool. <laughs> 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 oh, it's uh, like a great escape and then escape back in again. It's so <laughs> bizarre. We're going to bring back into the prison. <laughs> oh. oh it so just. I think she. Yeah, so Talon has stolen a guard's costume. He comes in. Uh, Freeze for Micah. Cromwell, Cromwell says kill everyone in there. I think Elizabeth has already freed him. Yeah, he calls uh, yeah, her as angel. Him, yeah. yeah, and he, she goes like, save your strength, you'll need it. And then Talon appears and like carries him out like fucking officer and a gentleman. <laughs> and leaves her. Like, oh, fuck her, yeah. Um, There's a man wielding a highly impractical morning star in close quarters and he doesn't look confident about it. And it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> there was there like was a lot of them. If you looked at what was going on in the background of the fight scenes, there was a lot of very trepidatious uh, uh, sort of stuff going on. I mean, uh, yeah, the sword playing this is made me angry as well because everyone's sword would be broken in about thirty seconds. It's ridiculous. But so then, like they they they're escaping. Like Talon gets in loads of fights with people. He falls down a fucking chimney. <laughs> He swashbuckles his way into a harem as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens because then yeah. we oh, get that's some... all the lusty bits. That's the that's... castle anthrax bit. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. He, he, they break into this this thing where there's loads of women just lying about with no tops on, which is what I suspect they do all the time. But uh, <laughs> uh, and he's he's in the middle of this fight for his life. Like a woman looks up at him and he that's just the princess. Oh, where no. she's getting the butt massage and he falls yeah. in the, oh, he's the, the window. window. That's the princess. Right. That's why he's all like, oh my God. because That's why he does big awooga eyes. Right. That makes slightly yeah. more sense. Slightly. Yeah. But he stops fighting because I'm assuming all the blood's rushed away from his arms and head <laughs> <laughs> and just falls down this. But he no, falls. he gets knocked out the window. No, he falls down a chimney because he lands in the cellar. No, he gets knocked out a window, but lands down in the street or in the cellar. But it's clearly out a window. It's a proper prop fall. I think it's like a well, spear or something. Gets he gets it's a, it's a the chest. He gets hit by the pole axe. Pole axe across the chest, so he goes like the knees hit the window sill, and out he goes. He falls. He and goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he lands on like a whole load of sacks or something. And you know, fine. convenient sacks are convenient. Oh, I was only that stuntman landed on those sacks rolling away. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, some more guards appear. They fight. Does he get captured at this point? Yeah, Cromwell appears. Yeah, he and he's gets like, captured. Let's then. see how a sorcerer fares against Cold Steel. And he's like, I'm not a sorcerer. I'm, <laughs> you are. I'm just a man who may be attracted to his sister and nobody's noticed yet. And I've got um, this dope sword. Look. <laughs> Woo! Fires it at him. <laughs> Uh, they end up in a fountain at one bit of it. Yeah, that was pretty good. The fight sequence here was better than the end one for me because it was yeah. very running from scene to scene. Like, we've got all these bits. Let's just have a fight in them. But, yeah, he gets captured. 
Um, gets bonked on the head by Malecki. Uh, and then we've made it. We've made it to the last half hour of this film. But you think there's going to be no car- new characters introduced. Boy, are you wrong. <laughs> we, so it cuts, right? They're going to get married. Like, Princess is going to marry him to save her brother's life, even though he's escaped. Yeah, and he's like... No, he, it's to save Talon's life at this point. I, I think, think I, I, I don't yeah, know. I think it might be Talon to is going to be crucified life. at a wedding Oh, as well. yeah. 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 Yeah, They have him... Whole program of events on at this wedding. Um, <laughs> all the kings of all the local lands, not just a Not land. just the one land. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, I've, the... got, I've got the names of the lands. It's the, they the have king names? of the Franks, the king of the Franks, Valencia, uh-huh. Galicia, and Manoa. So that's four European actual places. Yeah. Which which doesn't make this a fancy film. It just so. makes it like some local people having a squabble. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they send like so anyway. <laughs> they send a raven to these fucking people, and we get like to a, a like a, a bunk bed brothel <laughs> I've written down. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, is this in prison? Because in the very next scene they're in prison. Yeah, well, this is it, and it's all these people. It's Darius were... and Philip. I'm like, who the fuck is Darius and Philip? <laughs> Sorry, we've got R- Rodrigo and Caracas and Philip. They're, is that when they're all like just they're the opening the curtains? Yeah, they're all just like, opening the curtains. Hang on, I don't mind you. All the prostitutes look mad pissed off because they're like, hey, 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 I haven't been. I'm not starting again. <laughs> For fuck's sake! But yeah, uh, that, that's that's when the mercenaries from the start. That came with talent come back in. And right. I was like, Is it? Oh, those right. guys. Yeah. Right. Oh, so they okay. all have been off getting their end away. Yeah. And then, because that's, they're, they're all like, oh, where's talent? He must have gotten himself into some trouble instead of just getting laid like we did, basically. Yeah. And some of them are like, ah, fuck him. Like, he knew the risks. And we're introduced to Captain Morgan, who. Oh, is tremendous. Like the most <laughs> British crazy. accent of anyone ever. And he's like, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Talon, uh, all of you would be dead by now or something. And it's just like, where's this come from? Uh, so they all agree to go and one line I think where he says half the men in this port owe him his life and that's yeah. enough apparently yeah, it's like yeah. the fucking midnight bark there's this big rallying cry to go save Talon yeah uh, and the rebellion yeah, is still a fault. Nobody knew about until this point. They've all been shagging, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, Johnny Ramone has met with the three guys that hang around in that room, the, the war chiefs. Axe, helmet, helmet that's too small for his head. Those three. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he says, right, we've got a plan out, we lads, remember. Uh, Axe says he's going to block all the doors. Uh, the other guy says he's going to shoot everyone, like the Red Wedding. And the other one says, I'm just going to eat pork pies because I don't really have a job. Right. Um, so I think their plan is that at the wedding, they're just going to murk all the other kings. Yeah. Great plan. But does he yeah, have so control he become... of the other kingdoms? No, that's Are his they plan not like is tribute that... to him? I, I don't know. Because when they're when when some of the lords later are like, damn, damn the treaty or damn the... Oh, I don't oh, know. When they when they see Talon, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, see Talon crucified to that cross, and they're all like, "Well, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> this is some sort of freaky wedding." I'm taking my teas made back. This is the worst wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> and they own they own their lives as well, apparently. Yeah, because one guest recognizes that the prisoner is Talon, and they're like, "That's, That's Talon." Talon. <laughs> I recognize him anywhere. Well, they look at him and go. Ah, so all these other kings have arrived. They're all sitting down. There's this wedding thing up. There's like a subplot about them trying to murder everyone 
all of the people that came to rescue Talon are in prison for some reason, <laughs> and we don't know why. I, did Just they deliberately get themselves captured? Seen missing. Like <laughs> there really is. Well, like, one of them. Was there some prior plot to have the three serving girls come down and free them? May, yeah, because that doesn't make sense. Because that's those three well, scantily clad ladies that suddenly appear and they're like, who are you? And she goes, none of your business. You're <laughs> <laughs> free and a knot. <laughs> the head torturer comes in at one point and one of them says, what's on your mind, potato heads? <laughs> <laughs> that's Captain Morgan says that. Captain Morgan says that. He's, My favourite line. A, he's a spicy boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he brings Elizabeth in. And he's like, tell us where Micah is or something. And then he stabs her in the throat. He says, I'll skin her alive. And then he stabs her in the throat. So he's a liar. Does does he stab her or does she stab herself in the throat? Because he looks surprised after she dies. I think that's just acting. <laughs> Was that, did they plan to do that? <laughs> oh, don't tell me she really died as well. Because fucking hell. Um, Alana is getting married while all this is going on. She's got a very booby dress on. That wasn't picked by her. Um, and her no, that plan, is not an appropriate wedding game. Her plan in all of this is to just not say the wedding vows yep. for ages until something happens. <laughs> Stand there. Um, the guy doing the wedding is great because he's got his own made-up language as well. He's like, repeat after me, bingly boo ba doo And I'm like, hang on. Um, Some of them vows were a bit bloody weird too. It's it, like, will you like, choose to take him as your lover? A, a father of your children, and you'll put the bins out on a like Wednesday. the master, your master. <laughs> it was a bit... And you could see right up her dress if you were sitting down, because it was all slid up the side. <laughs> it's a reoccurring <laughs> theme, it's upskirting in our film, James. <laughs> it's a good point, though, because everyone else is on the, the gallery below. Underneath, they? they're above. Yeah, they can't see what's going on. They're Maybe it's like when they... Oh, they can see everything that's going on. Maybe it's shot. like when they get a new Pope, when they have to pass him over on a chair and look yeah. up his skirt to prove that he's not a girl. That's a thing, isn't it? Or have I dreamt that? Uh, yeah. No, 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 that is it's a real been... thing because right. there was a female was, imposter yeah. Pope. Yeah. Right. Uh, she wasn't discovered until she gave birth to a child. Dirty Pope. Which was a surprise <laughs> for everybody. She could have just blagged it. It's a gift from Jesus. Yeah. It's a miracle. The Jesus baby. It's the second. Anyway. Um, you can't so that... say you don't believe it. Yeah. Um... They've escaped. All the, the Captain Phillips. No, Captain Corelli. Captain... <laughs> would have been a very Captain... <laughs> Captain Morgan has escaped with all of the other people. And they're just like, we get a scene of them tooling up. Well, no, the just... serving girls let them out, I think. Yeah, they come down yeah. and just yeah. go, right, come on, let's move this. Come on, 10 minutes left. Because they're going to kill everybody upstairs and they're going to crucify your man who's currently yeah. going, ah, and trying to rip his hand off the nail. I mean, oh, that, to be fair, that hell. was metal as fuck. Like, they crucified yeah, him that... through his hands. But that's, well, number one, you can't support your body, wet your, the bones in your hand shred, and it would just come out between your fingers. So you have to go through the wrists to actually oh, get I, it to hold on. I think he was stood. I think he was stood up. He was on an X. He was on like a St. Andrew's cross. So yeah. he was, yeah, he wasn't done properly. Not the traditional way. <laughs> Sorry, I know. I Not, not properly. You sound annoyed by that. I wanted to see a man just figure his hand. Yeah, no, I always see go and him have like the lobster fingers and be like, now my pretty, we shall have our night together. But we already have salad fingers. No, but then he would have had like the lobster hands. Also, it would have been hilarious trying to see him pick up the sword. I was, well, to be fair, when he gets to the pulling his hands out, they heal up fucking like the crow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're all running about. We see them getting tooled up by they're just handing things over to each other. Here's a sword, here's a spoon, here's a trowel. It's very like just whatever we've got lying about. Um they start running around the place. They get the um the torturer, they yeah. get Buster Blood Vessel, who's just 
sharpening his wheel like that, isn't he, with his little thing and just mash his face into it. Oh, that was quite fun. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Um, um, and then they, they, that was Captain Captain um, Morgan who did that, actually, weren't it? Yeah. He gets the boat. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. leave you rough, Captain Morgan. Um, they go upstairs. This wedding thing's still going on. Um, because she won't say I do. She's she won't just say like... I do, which is the trigger word for all of the carnage to happen, which you think they would have had a backup plan, wouldn't you, really? Like, just wait three minutes. If she doesn't say anything, just do it anyway. <laughs> like, Or a hand signal, or just a bird noise. You know, there's loads of options available. Dying All draft. these lads compiling in, uh, and a fight and instead, breaks out. Instead, Talon ironically makes a noise. The one who's named after a bird part, because uh, yeah. he he rips himself free of this cross. Finally, it's horrible. And then there's just a food fight, as far as I could see. After this, and everyone goes for everyone else. It's one great. of the one of the kings goes. One of the other kings goes. All right, best we get. They've all pulled pulled weapons as well, and they're like rumble. Uh, they go and free Talon's legs, but not his hand. They're like you do that yourself. Uh, you've got one out. You're sure you're fine. Uh, Talon gets his sword thrown at him, spins through the air, and he catches it, and his hands healed up. Uh, and then he goes like full murder rampage. Uh, there's a big sword fight between everyone at this point. There's a fire. There's... I particularly like the slow motion montage of him tossing guys through the air before he gets the sword. It's like seven or eight guys in a row. He just shoulder throws <laughs> and then throws <laughs> <the> <laughs> ending shot of the fight where it's all red behind it it's a silhouette of the two sides running at each other while he just cannonballs over that's them yeah in that's the when middle. he catches the sword yeah <laughs> it just cannonballs into was... the middle of the melee art <laughs> <laughs> somebody had notions yeah that'd be good that i've seen that in another film yeah. um he gets this sword, sword fighting shoes. There's a good bit where, like, he cuts through, like, he about does. eight blades at once yes. with it. So it, it, it destroys all the blades, and this resulted in an injury when one of the sword shards flew through the air Jesus and Christ. skewered into someone's, and got it into someone's fucking carotid artery. <laughs> uh, Talon's scalp. Um, and <laughs> apparently the director said, uh, the blood runs down your face. Let's use it. Um, and no! Also, <laughs> The wig that he was wearing later gave him a scalp infection because of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Has all this taken place on, like, cursed ground or something? Because it feels very... How did he get hit in the head with the sword shot? Oh, I don't even want to think about it's it. It's all, like, flying about when he... Swat, cause he, he kept it in, though, didn't they? Oh, of course. They, they've got of a man dying. <laughs> I, I just like it when he, he smashes all the swords and you're like, yeah, go Talon. And you think, you know, what's he going to do now? He's going to stab all these guys. And now the four guys just bail on him and pin him to the ground immediately. Yeah, kicking him out in the kidneys. <laughs> that was my favourite sword, you bastard. Um, it was two days from retirement. <laughs> uh, he They roll down into some spooky crypt that's there. Hmm. Uh, and Johnny Ramona, Johnny Ramone appears and he's like, ha ha, it was me all along. And we get like a good face splitty prosthetic head yeah, rising up right thing. Back to the body yeah, horror our second bit of body horror. Yeah. yeah. Which again was great. And it turns out that he, Johnny Ramone, Count Machiavelli, is Dallas. It was really funny because before that, she needs him in the bollocks and his voice turns all funny. And I thought, is that because she's needed him in the bollocks? But, but <laughs> oh, no, no, it was the start of the transition. But there's a good sound effect when she needs him in the bollocks. He just goes, dunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got Ken Crotch. He's put a, he's put a glockenspiel down the front. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I've heard about you. Yeah, I heard about your one move. I've detected. <laughs> yeah. So then this fight breaks out um, between like a sort of three-way fight between Cromwell, Dallas and Talon. Talon immediately f- blows his load too soon and fires one of those swords at 
at Dallas who falls over, supposedly dead, question mark. Well, it, it rockets him partially across the room and into that lovely altar. There's a lot of people being pulled backwards in this film on strings. <laughs> yeah, they're an awful lot. Gives me the fear. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like a Cromwell and Talon. Instead of just shooting him with the other blade he's got, he fires it into the wall next to him. Yeah, he's oh, like, let's right. make this a fair fight because you've only got one blade and I have one and, well, technically two, but it's not. to that, he's a mercenary. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like why yeah. do you suddenly have honor? This guy clearly has none because he like he's like ooh stab him in the back. Oh, also at this point, the princess is being assaulted by a snake. Oh fucking hell! This is nightmare <laughs> circus all over again. This is very nightmare circus all over again. But it gets like I forgot it, about the snake. It's like it's but she's just like going like genuine <laughs> terror on her face as the snake's licking her eye. <laughs> Uh, this fight breaks goes out for ages, and they're just hammering away at each other's swords. Like, and it, it, it the Freudian me. subtext in this film is just layering up over itself. The <laughs> um, um, away, he he breaks the triple bladed sword, uh, which is annoying, um, yeah. and then he gently wafts at him. And so he takes yeah. the top of the sword off, and lo and behold, there's a small dagger underneath it. <laughs> For some reason, Cromwell then gets a pole that has two butter knife sellotape to the end of it. <laughs> and I'm like, just use your sword. Fucking stab him with that. You've got range on your side. It cuts across to the princess and it gets weird at this point because like the snake's writhing between her legs. And I was like, don't like this. This no. is not nice. Um, they have a fight. Um, Cromwell knocks Talon to the ground and he's like, all right, that's it. Whoever you are, game over, sunshine. And Talon goes, ha-ha, Assassin's Creed. And <laughs> fucking um, wrist blades him. He dies. And he goes, I'm Talon. And he yeah, goes, he says, oh, who are you? of course. All <laughs> oh, right. And I just like, point who are you? Talon, son of Richard. That's not a real name. Richard is a real name. <laughs> <laughs> when when he used his, his uh, stabby gauntlet blade to, to kill him, I was like, oh, is that the steel gauntlet they keep talking about? Up to that point, I hadn't fucking seen it. Wait, when did they mention a steel Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. They mention oh, it all the time. to talk to the mercenary that you only see at the start and in prison and you never see him again. Yeah, He's got Darius, no other, like, oh. features. Like, in the police report for this town, it'd just be written up as the man <laughs> yeah. with the steel gauntlet. You know, steel gauntlet, yeah. yeah. I oh, hadn't I noticed it all at all. <laughs> Fucking fur cloak thing on. But yeah, how did anybody else see it? I didn't see it until he used it to stab somebody. No, I think that they literally only mentioned it in that one prison scene to set up this scene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was mentioned more. I don't know. Bonus fun thing that he. I was like, oh cool, he picked up something along the way. Cha ching. Again, I was kind of disappointed. There was no quest in this to go and get a weapon that would kill Cromwell, like because that would have been more useful. But no. So yeah, he stabs him with this this fucking blade. Apparently, as mentioned before, but I missed all of that. I was probably too busy laughing at something else. Uh, And then uh, Dallas rocks up again. Yeah, pops um, up. He gets stabbed in the abdomen, and then I wrote stabbed him. I was really pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, and he dies. That's it. He does die in a in a pretty good way. Like, eh. um, everyone is like sitting about. Everyone who's won the fight is just sitting on the bodies of the dead people, having like can... having. Oh, some one punch. of them's got a pros- prostitute that's very, very happy with himself. There's two people just laughing their heads off. Yeah, <laughs> room full of corpses. Now the endorphins have kicked in. It's like, oh, what have we done? Yeah. Although um, it does, it does have my favorite bit of the whole film is in this bit. Oh, yeah. When everyone's, like, think, cheering on Talon. Because <laughs> Talon comes out and he's all, like, victorious and he's got your one who's somehow still in a pristine white dress. 
Yeah, no sleeks. No snake on her, but she's also still pristine. Yep. And uh, everyone's like cheering him and, and chanting his name. Talon, Talon. And he stares him out of it well, and then know. puts the crown on. No, no. Instead of he throws the crown down to Micah. Does and he then throw he goes, the crown down? He throws, yeah, he throws the crown, the crown down, down to Micah. Is it to Micah that. or is it to some random guy? And then I Micah thought, thought Micah was just like, fuck you, I'm having no, a crown anyway. No, he throws it anyway. down. He throws it down and then he goes, watch this, and swings across <laughs> over everyone like fucking Tarzan. There's nowhere no to go. There's but nowhere no, to go. Yeah, because where you're just going to gradually come to a stop and then have to drop down. It's just, as they swing behind Captain Morgan's head, it cuts to the next shot so you don't see him inevitably swinging back. But he's got her over the, over his arm as well, over his shoulder, because you know fireman's lift is always sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's got to drop her into the crowd. Wow. I thought you meant that the chant was your favourite bit because talent. I've never seen anyone like forget how to say the word talent on the spur of the moment. <laughs> quite Talon. How we say? No, when, I just yeah, when he, Micah picks up the crowd and puts it on and just stares, stares at Talon in the head. And yeah, the first time we were watching it, we were like, "But Talon's the king. Talon is the son." And he's like, "No, of fuck the you, king it's my of this lad now. who died ten years ago. Why he is, is he not the king? He is the remaining son. Yeah, but then also that means that the princess is his sister." No, 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 Micah no, and, no, no, and the, no, 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 They mentioned it in, uh, we caught it in one of the we other We caught it in the second watch, yeah. He, no, the... no, 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 shh, 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 He, him and her are the son and daughter of the king's closest advisor who was all that was left after the king died. So according to line oh. of succession, they're the next in line. All right, that's not so bad then. Yeah. Oh, thank God! I've been happy yeah. with that. Yeah, we narrowly skirted yeah, that. We, we spent the whole time, but yeah, when we watched it the second time, there's a throwaway line from the barman who's trying to recruit them all at the like the. I think it's actually after it cuts outside and you see like outside the tavern, but you still hear him talking, and he says that. Yeah, he says, oh, I should have oh, listened yeah. more so to the- exposition, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> he had all the so names. It was, it was like they're the ones that because they're leading the rebellion and they're the ones that the the uh the people of A Land uh consider to be the rightful heirs for some reason because yeah. they so, think everybody else talent is, is just dead. cool it's like cool i'm just gonna go off and do some more whoring and uh mercenarying well and he's generally. like right well yeah. i get one night and i've done loads Woo-hoo! of stuff so expect yeah it, it, don't call me when you know everything gonna gets be itchy. there's gonna be chafing yeah um and then he just gets on his horse some other lad shows up and he's like i'm coming with you now who was that who the fuck who was, was that and I he's have like, no idea. And he's like, oh, we best go and help that other king that we said we'd help. But he's probably here at this, surely. Because <laughs> all the other kings are here. Or king Lambosha of Matalan. King, <laughs> yeah, King Frank Lampard of... Yeah, I don't... It just fucking felt like they'd forgotten what they'd done previously, a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, Do you yeah, remember that... Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes. Yeah. It was like when one of those goes wrong. It's like if you read them just page by page. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, instead of doing Wait, the I'm whole dead, thing, but yeah. now I'm alive again? <laughs> been captured and then i'm free and then i'm captured again. no no or like there's also, there's also when you a used good, to yeah. remember what page you were on and you'd go and you'd read forward and make sure you'd made the right decision or go oh back yeah you keep your finger on that page oh, yeah. Yeah. Six. Oh no dead this, this is what do. this film is like it's like they keep going back and going and trying another path Maybe. Eventually, one of I them will know. be good. Yeah, it'll, it'll work out in the end. But yeah, uh, this lad appears and he he's like, yeah, okay, you can be in our gang. And There's then they go off. Goes, uh, <laughs> this man goes, so your debt's been paid, General. 
Aye. So you'll be going now, then. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> What death? Shagging uh, his sister. Yeah. All oh, right. Also, Micah right. was like, Micah was like, we can pay you. Didn't say that, did he? He's like, nah, go on, have a go. <laughs> Everyone else has, you may yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, it ends. We get, like, and then Talon went off to, to do other stuff. Um, There's a little message that appears after that. But there that. is a Did message that? that says, yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, watch for Talon's next adventure, Tales of the Ancient Empire. Coming soon. Which is doing a lot of work for several violent decades, <laughs> uh, and that's the film. Um, Tales of the it did it did get made. It did, um, yeah. It did, and I kind of want to have to watch it now. Yeah, um, it's got, think, if anything, it's got a lower it. score on IMDb. Oh, mate, I'm just looking through IMDb now, and there's something called the Barbarians, right? But it says warriors, conquerors, heroes. The Barbarian Brothers are the Barbarians, and I'm fucking. <laughs> On board. It's two roided up Ultimate Warrior looking motherfuckers with swords. It looks tremendous. Uh, anyway, Brilliant. yeah. <laughs> um, that was um the sword and the sorcerer. Um, James, your score. Ah, oh, um, I'm gonna put it in silver territory. Mm. I think I think it deserves that. There was enough of it and it was violent enough. Um, I'm gonna give it one silver skull tomb. Okay. Uh Mono, Kira, your scores. Um I I did I had fun. It is a tough one to score. I had fun. I had problems. This had some weird underground cult following. Yeah, maybe I, in the form if of a role-playing game. Got hold of the original prints of this and cut it into a sensible film. It would be great. <laughs> Yeah. The, yeah, the fact that so many things happen, and you're going, wait, are they in prison or are they out of prison now? It's very. I feel like if they had made more of them, and it was just following Talon going about on his adventures, it would kind of make more sense. Yeah, not so many well, characters anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> no. But like, if if it was part of like a world. A, a greater universe instead of being this complete mashup of here you go here's some a, a land with violence and one sorcerer really <laughs> just off. one sorcerer because <laughs> well, magic comes be... into it nowhere else it's called the sword and the sorcerer it's not called the sword and the sorcerers <laughs> yeah but neither the sword or the sorcerer seem to be of any major use to the plot at least not for the kind of middle chunk of the film <laughs> no well, well he was off getting his eyes glued back in weren't he the fucking <laughs> lad, right? but like the sword isn't even really that useful it fires smaller swords at people <laughs> not well no well i mean it always it, hits its target it's got like, that fucking the no, back it of its target it's got that fucking stormtrooper aiming going on uh go to your scores then oh yes um i i think i'm with james i think i'll give it silver I think I'll give it two silver um, lands. <laughs> two silver, one lands. <laughs> Kara? No, I've got to go into bronze territory because it, it's got potential, but it's too all over the place. So uh, uh, why else was there? Hissy witches? There was one bronze hissy, hissy witch going on. Uh, I'm going to give it three silver butt massages. <laughs> Because <laughs> that stayed with you, did it? That's, yeah. Now I know it was the princess. That whole bit makes so much more sense. Oh, also, why was the witch licking that dude's fingers at the start? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, just getting the bean juice off him. I don't know. <laughs> Strange. Um, yeah. And it was after this that Noel Edmonds. <laughs> it's the evolution of Mr. Blobby.
Yeah, so that was Sword and the Sorcerer in 1982, also known as Le Sauvage, or the Wild Sword in France, clearly just basing it all on what they thought was the agent of this film. Talon Sword, Fight Against Magic, it was known as in Hungary, or in Japan, Magic Quest Makai Sword. I don't know what Makai means. Um, it was also the same year as uh, Hugh, the Winged Serpent, and yes! the Aftermath. So it's very rich territory for this podcast. Oh, what a year. What a year. Um, it was nominated for six awards at the 1983 Saturn Awards, which are apparently the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, of which it was all of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, it actually won an award, uh, Best Supporting Actor for Richard Lynch, Titus Cromwell. Well, he's a fun old character. He's a, yeah, he's a proper theatre actor, and I had fun looking him up, but that, that comes later, I think, anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you could do it. It's fine. <laughs> I just, I, I thought I had a, a new hero in him, because when I was looking him up, he was, I, he's a uh, Irish parent, so I did think it was a little bit cruel making him play somebody called Cromwell. But... <laughs> He uh, played four instruments. He spoke five languages. Oh. He was an honorable mem uh, honorary member of the the academy the, of motion picture arts and sciences. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, he was in both the pilot and the finale of Starsky and Hutch, and he don <laughs> yeah he donated his body to medical science. And my favorite wow. bit of trivia about him was he set himself on fire behind MoMA while on LSD. I mean, you saved the best till last there, didn't you? I was going to say, I come out of left wing. Did he leave his body to science and then was like, it will be charred? <laughs> but I, I, I thought, oh, wow, I, like, this guy is a definite hero. Just as I was about to go back out of, the, out of his page on IMDb, I saw a quote from him that ruined it because the quote was, I've always felt like a thoroughbred without the proper track to run on. And I just thought, what a tosser. Mate, you're in this with your stick on beard. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this inspired a line of toy three-bladed swords. I've looked for ages. I wasn't able to find a three-bladed sword inspired by this. Otherwise, I might have bought it. Um, oh, mate, I'm going to 3D print one. There is. I've not checked this out yet, but feel free to go out there and get back to us on what you think. There's a video game adaptation of this uh, that was um, programmed by ColecoVision. The ColecoVision system? In that Coleco, area? yeah. All right, I've never heard of it. It's, yeah. it's very early, sort of Atari 2600. All oh, right. Well, apparently, it, um, there's like a prototype version of it. There's a, an emulator version of it, um, and you can sort of play it as a demo. Um, and I don't know whether it's just like throwing people left, right, and center or something, but just firing knives at people willy nilly. But yeah, go go out there, find out for us, get back to us on it. Um, the budget for this was four million dollars. And it made what? just shy of forty million dollars at the box office, which is incredible. It was apparently, according Fuck to the, off. the most <laughs> profitable film of 1982. Is that bullshit? I don't know. Um, but it would be enough to make 39 sequels, as the, uh, the sequel to this Tales of the Ancient Empire uh, had a budget of one million. Huh. E.T. came out in 1982. Mind you, how big was that budget? That's probably, yeah, probably yeah, based on... Uh, an actual, like, ratio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was directed by Albert Pion, I think his surname is pronounced. He's from Hawaii. This was his first ever film. Uh, he said that he shopped it around Hollywood for about four years. Um, and he even stuck, snuck a script into Charlton Heston's dressing room. But he was, he was like, uh, told more than once by security, he said that... Uh, he, he, Get out! Called if he didn't leave. <laughs> I was such a pest. <laughs> Heston will shoot you. 
he's blamed so much on the uh, uh, the cinematographer and the producers as well having a terrible conflict and that's blamed for everything that went wrong with the film he doesn't accept any part of it um and uh, yeah he also went back to honolulu and called the theater chain after he released it and uh, and they thought that i was a pest he says but he wanted them to know that he made it everyone thought he was a pest maybe you are <laughs> if everyone says you're a pest you probably are a pest but apart from tales of the ancient empire he's also released interstellar civil war which has a winsome name god admit uh, a Snoop Dogg film, Urban Menace, in 1999. Oh, Urban Menace, Urban Pest, it was originally called. It was about him. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> and Radioactive Dreams, 1984, about detectives in a post-apocalyptic world who want to launch another nuke. So, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, to see if it goes back around the top of the system again. And everything grows back. <laughs> Uh, Talent was played by Lee Horsley Later went on to be in a well-known TV series Paradise, I've never watched it In the late 80s He also has a bit part in Django Unchained um, And he also reappears In Tales of the Ancient Empire Although apparently for not very long um, And just as he gets on fire at him On his Wikipedia he says that he's hunted all over the world Including in Africa and Argentina I saw that as well Weird, <laughs> yeah, weird, weird two places to, to mention. Yeah. One's a continent, one's a country, but yeah. Um, hunted Alana... what? <laughs> People. Just, <insane. laughs> yeah, just, as, just as he's hunted all over the world, including Africa and Argentina. All of it. And all now the back. bee countries I've hunted. <laughs> <laughs> Alana was played by Kathleen Bella, got a start in films with a part in Godfather Part 2. Uh, appeared for a while in Dynasty as well for like 40 odd episodes so that was pretty good Not um, she was also in a 1978 film Having Babies 3 which <laughs> like what was 1 and 2 about uh, having babies, mate. <laughs> and Time Trackers, 1989, when an evil scientist steals his colleague's time machine, his colleague's beautiful, brilliant daughter, aided by an LA cop and a hapless admirer, pursues him back to 12th century England, where disguised as a damsel in distress, she enlists the help of a knight errant whose secret past holds the key to her future. I think I've this? seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've that... seen that. That sounds vaguely familiar. I was going to say that sounds like one of James's summaries. <laughs> It feels like there was a lot of things in there. It will you say, be like mercilessly recycled. A hapless admirer. A hapless. Not oh, hapless. hapless. <laughs> no, Specs is hapless. I repeat, hapless. <laughs> That's steel gauntlet. <laughs> Uh, and I'll finish on this one. Um, Krakus, uh, the man at the inn, uh, was Jeff Horry. He shot first-hand footage of kamikaze attacks on aircraft carriers in World War II, for which he has received an official citation. After that, his act career was immediately halted because he was suspected of communism after World War II and summoned before the House Un-American Activities Committee in the early 50s. He refused to give any names to the committee, ridiculed the panel, and was blacklisted for 12 years. That's why he's in this film. Oh, so, well, I quite like yeah. him now then. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Caracas. Um, yeah. Solidarity, so he brother. Said, yeah, he said, um, I knew I just couldn't be an informer. I know I've got guts and I care so much for my country and I demonstrated it. And so, yeah, good on you, mate. Russia and being thus, his country. <laughs> thus, James Fax is uh, consumed in flames. <sighs> the reviews. It's a mixed bag because it does have, like Kira said, that weird cult following of weird people who, who just love it. Um, and then there's people who have seen it for what it sort of is, which is a terrible mess of absolute nonsense. So we'll start with that. 
One star review, absolute garbage by Michelle, some numbers. This film is an incomprehensible steaming pile of cat feces, spelt wrong. It makes absolutely no sense. The transitions are murky as hell, and the characters are so bland, it's difficult to keep track of who is speaking at any given moment. These are all genuine criticisms. It's also dark, as they neglected to light the sets half the time, and it appears to have been filmed through several inches of Vaseline. Perhaps this was an effort to impart a dreamy feel, but they only succeeded in portraying the actors as animated piles of goop. The writer's attempts at sauciness are banal at best, insulting at worst, and always irritating. I would sooner watch a group of eight-year-olds running around the backyard in tablecloth capes, screaming, forsooth. Some of the actors became quite successful later in the decade. It's a wonder they didn't pool their funds to have every copy of this cinematic pustule located and destroyed. That's a bit harsh, man. That sounds like that House on American Activities Committee. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, I'm probably never going to watch it again, but... I might do one day. I'll put... Oh, I might make some people watch it. Just, you know. You might get more out of it. Yeah. Like the, the more you watch it, you'll be like, that's who he is. Because <laughs> like, you didn't know where that steel gauntlet came from until the second time through. Like, so maybe fifth, sixth, seventh time, you'll be like, oh. Masterpiece. Yeah. But it, it, it requires repeated viewing. It's uh, 10 out of 10. Rip, rips off Howard to good effect. Howard. Uh, hey, if you're going to steal, show a little taste and steal something good. They did that here, lifting at least two scenes almost verbatim from two of the original Conan creator Robert E. Howard's original Conan tales. Not the resurre- I mean, I think every sort of sword and sorcery thing is basically Conan anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the resurrection of the ancient sorcerer in his tomb scene is almost plagiarised from Howard's Wait, you said verbatim, and now you're going almost plagiarised from Howard's one-level-length Conan tale, The Hour of the Dragon, a.k.a. Conan the Conqueror. And the crucifixion scene with the hero ripping his nailed hands free from the wood comes straight out of Howard's A Witch Shall Be Born. I think someone likes Conan a bit too much and they're showing off here, isn't it? That's what they're doing. I just wish 1982's other big sword and sorcery movie, Conan the Barbarian, had been half as faithful to the source material it was supposed to be adapting and half as much fun as this delightful, low-budget, low-tech rip-off. I love I mean, book nerds. They're so catty, aren't they? Yeah, but Conan. Like, Conan are not good books. Well, the two I read weren't, anyway. It's a lot of talking and not enough stabbing. <laughs> It's what you want, isn't it? Watch the film. I like the Arnie film, the first one. Second one's not as good. But... I didn't even know there were books. Oh, there's a whole series of them. Conan goes to the shops. Uh, Conan <laughs> and the maroon capes. Yeah. There's... Conan goes to camp. <laughs> Conan forgets his purse and has to put all his stuff back. Yeah. It's the loads. Um, but what, is this better than Conan? No, it isn't. Is no. It? That's In it. Conclusion. <laughs> In conclusion, that was 1982's. Uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer. Um, before we go, uh, Mono, Kira, where can people find you? You can... <clears throat> Sorry, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only watch these films once, and I had to watch these twice in the vain hope that some of it might make sense. I watched it twice because that's what we normally do, but... Um, it didn't help. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't help any... <laughs> It just raised more questions. <laughs> Every answer you get, more questions spring forth <laughs> like a hydra's head. <laughs> but yes, you can find us on, <clears throat> sorry, on, well, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Mono Rants the Boys or Mono Rants at the Movies. And you can come and find us on Twitter at Rants Mono or send emails to monorantspodcast at gmail.com. I'm not even going to bother with Instagram because just don't go there. Yeah, I don't know how it works either. Um, 
I very much enjoyed your. Um, I, I forgot how good actually the Human Centipede was the first one. <laughs> so, yes, I, the I, first I, one. That's I a very important was clarification. Like, yeah, the second and third one are trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the first one, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. Yeah, it's good. Kind of annoying you didn't get me on for the Warriors though. But whatever. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's just. <laughs> but we it's... saved. A, we saved a better one for you. I know. Remember? I know. It's fine. But yeah, um, go, go, go. Listen, you, you, your boy stuff is very good as well because you know way more about that than I do, and I thought I knew quite a bit about it so it's always Cheers, interesting to, it's always interesting to hear people who appreciate the things that you appreciate but know more about it but not in a smug way like conan fucking o'doyle here yeah. <laughs> um, that was 1982's sword and the sorcerer your favorite lines from the film what's on your mind potato head <laughs> oh, that was my one <laughs> there weren't many good lines uh i did like that's a small threat a very small threat uh, well, it was also, similarly, is your sword for hire? I hope so. <laughs> he means his cock. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Have you read the plot summary on IMDb for this? No. Because it has the amazing phrase, one violent decade later.